Hey, hey, welcome back, friends, and welcome to the Two Free Experience, a podcast led by Vessel. So as we get ready to get into this next episode, I hope that you come with an open heart and an open perspective. Thank you for joining the wave. So let's get it. about how the Israelites kept crying and begging and pleading with God to bring them out from the rule of Pharaoh and the harsh life that they lived there. And so when God brought a deliverer, he sent a deliverer, which was Moses, to bring them out of Egypt. He split the Red Sea with all these miraculous wonders that he did. The Israelites still were complaining because they were in the middle, right? They couldn't see where God was sending them or where God was taking them. They continued to look in their past because it was a sense of comfort. They ended up dying in the middle and never making it to the promised land. And my thing is, I look at my life and I'm like, if we continue to look back or if we keep going back to our past where death is, we're surely going to die in the middle, which is in between where we were And where God is calling us and trying to bring us to. The Israelites were supposed to go to a promised land of that was flowing with milk and honey and a surplus of resources. God was with them when they were cold. He was the flame in the in in, in the fire. When they were hot, he was the shade and coolness of the cloud. He made sure that their clothes didn't get tattered in their journey. He made sure that their holes in their shoes did not happen. He provided for them with manna raining from heaven. God was there. The Israelites couldn't notice and couldn't realize that even though they didn't know their future, they had already, God had already sent Moses. God had already said, I, I'm going to take you somewhere. And instead of them relying on that faith and allowing God to take them where he said he was going to take them, they died in the middle, somewhere in between where they came from, which was death, and where they were going, which was promised land. So my thing is to you and to myself is, don't die in the middle. Don't look back and go back to where there surely is death. But have faith and allow your life to be like a sailboat and allow God to blow you in the right direction of where he's calling you and where he's trying to send you. Do not die in the middle by freezing up and losing your faith. Jeremiah 29, 11 says clearly, for I know the plans I have for you. They are for good and not disaster to give you a future and a hope. And my God, the God that I serve stands true on his promises every time. Continue to sow the seeds, to edify into people, to teach, to share what you know, to give what you have. Make those deposits. You may not see a return on income right now, but down the line, down the line, you may not ever know, but you are making a difference in someone's life. Sow the seeds. Make those deposits and allow God. It's not just famous words of Elsa, let it go, but let it go and let God. Don't look in your past. That's death. Look to the future and know that even if you don't know the future, God's got you. Have 
have faith. Keep your faith. Because it's a win. It's a win. Lose-lose situation. You can either stay here in the middle and try to understand, which you won't understand. You can either go back to your past and keep looking in your past. Or be like Lot's wife, keep looking behind you and turn to a pillar of salt. It's surely death when we look in our past. When we keep trying to go back. I mean, even Pharaoh knew that. He knew that if they came back or if he caught up with them, there would be death. Don't overlook the blessings that God has given you and that he's doing for you right now. And have faith that he's going to deliver you. He's going to stand true on his promises. Again, do not die in the middle and do not go back to your past. Those are two surely deaths. Look forward and know that God's got you. He's already walked you out this far. He's been with you this far. You're here. You're hearing my voice. Trust him. Sow the seeds and continue making those deposits. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Wave Pod. Thanks for joining me here on the Waves Podcast again with your guy Vessel. So last experience we did, we talked about creativity and how vital and how important it is to make sure that you take those thoughts that are like air and you transform them into tangible things through the extremities and the abilities that God has given us. So it's like, I mean, God has given us so much, right? And we overlook it, but every day we use our hands, we use our extremities, we use, we just use our body for so many things and we overlook, we overlook that everything about our makeup, everything about what makes us a human being that makes us a full complete body was created and made on purpose. Even your purpose was made on purpose by God for a purpose. So it's a no-brainer to me to use my hands, my fingers, my wrists, my palms, my arms, my shoulders to take what I have in my mind and to create it and put it out into the world. That goes also for my voice. God has given me the ability to speak. And so I use that to to edify, to put it out into the world. So I'm not going to harbor too much on that because uh, we did a whole episode for that, uh, the creativity episode. And you can catch that on any streaming platform. It's up and it's live. You can also see it on my website, um, www.2free.org. So, and then before that, a couple of weeks ago, we did another episode or another experience and you guys won't see too much or hear too much of Target Lane on the podcast. Um, I went ahead and I showed my transparency, my vulnerability of that part of me, because although I've been saved, although I am a believer, and although we are held to a different accountability that we have to show up in the world and we are set apart to be different, that doesn't negate 
or that doesn't change the fact that we are still human beings. And I think a lot of people get the common misconception that just because, oh, you believe in God or just because, oh, you're in the word or just because you're supposed to just be different. People see us, especially people who do not believe and think that, oh, all of a sudden we don't we don't cuss or we don't uh, get upset or we don't feel just the way another human being does. Let me let me let me set something straight. We are still very much like you. The only difference is the only difference is we choose to believe God. We choose to believe in the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And we choose to repent and we try to walk as close like as Jesus did when he roamed this earth as possible. And we're going to mess up. We always are going to fall short because we are not perfect. We are in a fallen world. So I want to make sure people understand that just because I relayed how I felt and I was completely human and I don't regret it. And I think it was really beautiful that I shared it and I'm even amazed by it. That is not who I am 110% of the time. That is the part of me that is like, hey, look, I'm still human. But at the same time, it's like you can't come at me in a certain way just because I'm saved. You can't try me. You can't come at me and think, oh, that's an easy pushover, or easy win, because I just really think people think that you are supposed to have this built up resistance or this tolerance that makes you. not feel the same way as someone who doesn't believe in God does. That's not the case. It, that is not the case. So, um, I just want to say, yeah, we did that. And that, um, going forward, like I say, you won't see too much of that. I'm, I'm not going to say I'm not going to be real and authentic because that's a part of me. Tiger Lane is a part of me and that's who I am. However, I, when I started to free, when I started this Waves podcast, Too Free is set out to be a beacon of hope. Nonetheless, above all, Too Free is a beacon of hope. And my passion and my purpose and my calling, I feel, is to edify to the world who Christ is and was. It's not supposed to always be about me. It's not supposed to be my story. It's supposed to be his story. And in that, I am to tie in my testimony However, you know, life happens. People try you, they come at you, they come against you. And I find sanctuary, I, I find beauty in that because Jesus was tormented and mocked and laughed at and shunned and criticized because of who he was. So I take honor in talking about his story. I take honor in going through life's trials of people out here and not flesh and blood, but you know, principalities and rulers of evil and darkness that really want to come against me because of who I claim as my savior and my father. And so, Too Free is a beacon of hope. And I am here to sow the seeds 
and I allow time to nourish those seeds. And then at the end, reap the harvest. The seeds that I plant, the seeds that I share with you guys, the truth that I know, I share with you guys. And I just want to encourage and edify and build someone up this week. Before I started this experience today, I, I asked Holy Spirit to guide me, to give me the right words to say, to speak to you guys, and his will be done. Not about me, but for whoever is listening, I hope that wherever you're at in life, whatever you're going through, whatever you need, I hope that God senses that and he gives it to me to speak to you about. I'm just a vessel and all I ever want to do is encourage and to edify and share his truth with you. So a couple of weeks ago, I said I was going to bring you guys an experience where I tell you what I feel like the difference between a garden and a jungle is. Okay, so... I don't know, obviously I'm not sure how many of you guys know the very first book of the Bible, which is Genesis. And in that book, it talks about, and it tells us the story of how it all came into fruition. How there was Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden. And how that garden was the place where God created Adam. And from Adam's rib, he created Eve, his partner, his helper. Now, with that came great responsibility and God gave Adam very clear instructions on what he was to become, what he was to do, how he was supposed to lead. And because Adam didn't give Eve clear instructions and didn't really make sure she understood we we exist now in a fallen world she after god said you can have any fruit in this garden you can have you can eat from any tree any bush you can do whatever in this garden not do whatever but you can eat from whatever you can eat anything in this garden except from the garden of life, the tree of life. And she goes over there and is persuaded and manipulated by the serpent. Who tells her all these things against what God has said and how you could eat this fruit and your eyes will be open. You'll see things as God does. And she takes a bite and she gives it to Adam. And my question has always been. Adam, but you knew. <laughs> Why? Why did you eat it too? You know, and so the garden. And so for me, 
I've been preparing this experience where I wanted to talk about the little differences between a garden and a jungle. So John 15 says in the New Living Translation, I am the true vine and my father is the gardener. Every branch that does not produce fruit, he removes and every and he prunes every branch that produces fruit so that it will produce more fruit. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me and I in you. So when I hear that, I think of. Obviously, I think of exactly that, how we are. The branches. Jesus is the vine. He is the connection between God. He is the middle between us and God. You know, when Jesus died, because Easter just passed, when Jesus was crucified, he... When Jesus was crucified, it was like a veil was unleashed. It was like a veil was ripped and he provided a bridge between us and God because God wanted a relation with us again because we were so separated by sin and because God is so holy he couldn't he couldn't be with us right so it created this void this big rift this uh this uh this um vast trench and so God was like, I love them too much. Humanity, I love them too much. I've got to be, I've got to, I, I, I've got to save them. So he sends his only son, John three sixteen. for God so loved the world. He gave his only son. He sends Jesus down in a human form. Jesus gives up his royalty, his power. His birthright to become human, to become a servant, to become humble, to limit himself and equal himself with us human beings. And his purpose here on earth was, and he did succeed in instructing us of the way, the truth, and the life. So when he died, in his last words, it is finished. He died so that we could have relation with God again, so that we could be redeemed, so that we could have eternal life. And all we had to do and all we have to do is believe. Everyone should know by now my stance on culture and society and the world This is not my home. I'm not into the celebrity gossip or the media or how culture moves, you know, and how the rest of the world operates. And you know, it was it's funny because before before I even came to that realization with God on my side 
I always felt like the outcast and the black sheep that the world did not accept me. I know that my race, my people, we are, we are, we are the real Hebrews. Like we, we are God's chosen. And I believe God loves all his children. But the way that society, at least in America, the way they have twisted things to make my race believe that we're lesser of humanity and that Christianity is a white man's religion and how they are superior to all other races, that that is blasphemy. And so back to the garden. So for me, I believe the seeds are The seeds for me, and this can be taken in any type of way. You can explain it any type of way for people, but there are two types of seeds. There are good seeds and there are bad seeds. There's the seeds that are of good where you are edifying, you are building people up, you're loving, you're sharing, you're uh, humble, you're helping you are feeling a need and you are valuing your neighbor as higher than yourself. Now, you're not looking less, you're not looking less of yourself. You're just thinking of yourself less. So those are the good seeds. You plant those seeds. You put them in soil, um, the right type of soil where it gets the nourishment it needs and the necessities it needs like sunlight, watering and tilling and and then you have the bad seeds, which are like weeds, you know, the negativity, the gossip, the uh, distractions, the lies of the world, stuff that isn't fulfilling. So another way you can compare those is like a vegetable compared to processed foods. You put vegetables in your body, you're going to get good energy out. You're going to get um, nourishment, good stuff for your body, Right. And you're going to grow. You're going to be better. You're going to feel better. You're going to feel great. You're going to be able to do more. Then you eat a bunch of processed foods. You don't exercise. And you you start seeing the results in your body. You start feeling differently. You're not feeling as great. You are starting to look unhealthy. And you, it just, it's, it's a bad seed, right? So if you take those seeds and you plant them in a garden, right? And you start having all these, say you plant a bunch of bad seeds. And you like, for instance, let's take a bad seed, for instance, and we'll say uh, an unhealthy absorption of social media. Let's say that's, and that's a bad seed. Okay, an unhealthy amount of it. And it begins to become weeds. You start, um, you start affecting your self-esteem, you start lusting, you start, uh, 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 what is the word? Um, coveting. You start wanting what other people have. You start becoming unsatisfied with your blessings that you have, what God has given you. And it starts crowding your purpose. It starts crowding your vision. 
you start becoming more and more distracted. Your jungle, I mean, your garden will soon become a jungle. Unmanageable, untamed, untreated. Just a wild, sporadic mess. Now, on the other hand, you also have a garden where you can plant all these good seeds. And now, sometimes weeds will get into your garden. But that's what Jesus is here for. Jesus said he is the vine, giving fruit, giving life. And you are a branch that will connect to him as long as we stay within him, continuously seeking him, like in Matthew 6, Seek the kingdom of God above all else. Live righteously and he will provide everything you need. And then the gardener comes, which is God. And he will put you right where you need to be. He will take out the weeds. He will make sure that you're not being crowded by weeds and bad seeds. He will prune back with prune you back if you're growing so you can grow even further, grow even bigger. And he will also remove the dead, the dead stuff that's around you, that's crowding you, that's not producing fruit. And also if you're not producing fruit, he will. God is the gardener. I will just say that. I will just say that um, because God is such a just God and such a forgiving God and doesn't hold grudges. And so I'm not going to say God will come and remove you because you're a bad seed, because I believe that God gives so many chances. And as long as you repent and as long as you come back and as long as you have a heart for God, you will not ever stray too far where your life becomes a jungle. It also says that Jesus will leave the 99 for the one. And I know I'm a lot of, I'm throwing a lot of different, you know, different parts of the word at you guys. But I'm just trying to hope that maybe in one direction or another, I can bring you guys in to understand where I'm trying to go with this. So I feel like my seed that I'm planting in God's garden is too free. And that seed is to be a beacon of hope. Um, to share the light that I have because I'm a city on a hill. I'm a salt of the earth. And the Lord says that salt that loses its flavor cannot get its flavor back. So why am I going to sit here and not share what I know with the rest of the world? It's almost as if I'm a light putting a lamp over my head. Just because of the way people criticize you or the way people don't understand you or the way people mock you or put you down that doesn't mean you need to put your shade on just because they can't accept your light that's their problem Andy Minio said it best you know it's none of my business what people say about me or what they think about me it's really not and I really feel like the people that put people down or shame people for their lifestyle or who they are are the very people that just don't understand and they don't have the courage within them to approach that misunderstanding and so i just ask that you guys give me grace because i feel a little wobbly on speaking about this because I'm still learning and I'm still growing. But the difference between a garden and a jungle is the garden has the Lord by your side. 
and the jungle is without God. So life would be a sporadic mess without Christ, without a regulator or a gardener, which is God. A garden that is normally maintained would become a jungle. So God is the gardener. Christ is the vine. We the branches. Imagine your life without a regulator. Gardens are and can be messy, but are well tended and in progress. Jungles have no control or maintenance and are a mess. Sometimes seeds of discontent. There we are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There we are right here. So I brought back my notes and here we are right here. So sometimes seeds of discontent or seeds of impurity or seeds of weeds that want to fester and take up root in your garden will come. So let me break that down. Weeds that want to fester. So say someone does something to you, right? And you take that and you hold on to a grudge. That grudge becomes a seed in your garden, in your spirit, and it starts to fester. It starts to take up root. It starts to crowd the goodness around you. It starts to make you become this bitter, this angry person or this uh, resentful person towards whoever did whatever they did to you or whatever the circumstances and you start to miss out on the blessings. You start to not be as close to God. You start to just become this nasty, uh, just this nasty feeling of a mess, right? So weeds are insistent and will come, no doubt. Like temptation. Temptation will never stop. Temptation will never be done with you but you got to you are the the one that's able to fight it you're going to have to fight it for the rest of your life temptation for me so let me put my little story out here not my story but you know my little testimony for me i know that temptation when it comes to the old lifestyle that i walked out of will always be running after me there will always be temptation of trying to grab at me and trying to pull me back to where i was and I have to rely on Holy Spirit and I have to rely on Jesus and I have to rely on my father, Yahweh, to give me the strength to endure, to resist. So, so far, what I'm trying to say is those seeds, you cannot allow them to fester. Okay, so it's, in, it's inevitable and change is constant. So the key is, I believe faith. And when these seeds come, call the gardener immediately. You give it attention and allow it to grow. Then you have to start dealing with its impact on your garden. So again, attraction is natural. But when you give that attraction attention, is when these seeds start to be planted in your garden. When I say call on the gardener, when that temptation comes crawling at you, wanting to take up root in your beautiful garden, you gotta call the gardener. You gotta call the gardener. Every day I have to call the gardener. My story is growing up, I was in a, I was in a family where 
felt like I was in prison. Because the male figure that was in my household was a miserable person. He was a miserable man. And so with that, he had a jungle in his spirit. He drank, he did drugs. He demeaned people, he broke people's spirits, emotionally, physically, and mentally. And at an age where you're trying to become, you don't know how the world works yet. You don't know how to cope. You don't know how to manage your feelings yet. And you have someone that's overbearing and calling you this and calling you that and ripping your self-esteem apart and diminishing your confidence. There was a time where I always walked with my head down to the point my neck would start to hurt. And you know, had that stuff happened to me at this age, it would have been like beads of water running off a porcelain tile. But I was at a very volatile stage in my life, trying to grow. And that's why I feel like I'm so far behind when it comes to emotions and maturity because the building blocks that were, that everyone else received, I didn't get the chance to get those building blocks. It was like a sledgehammer on those building blocks as they tried to be built. So where I was going with this is it led me into a lifestyle that I thought was for me. One person showed me attention and I saw it as, I saw it as who I was to be because that's what I was always called. That's what everyone assumed I already was. And I didn't know any different. So, now I have the gardener and he's pulling the weeds and he's pruning my branches. I'm bearing fruit, healthy fruit. Back then I had such bad seeds and bad fruit in my life. The type of fruit that was rotten and gnats all around it. I had a rotten spirit. But I always, I always kept hope. That's like the one seed in me that would get buried a lot, but it would always continue to sprout. Okay, so let me, let me bring it back. Um, <laughs> so, to finish my notes here, I, I, I wrote, um, I, was, I have been spending so much time dreaming. When I sleep, I dream the whole night and I get lost between what's reality and what's a, what is a dream state. I believe that dreams are really a way of letting the bad air out. 
bad air as in my behavior in real life or the inappropriate thoughts I have that I actively have to fight and cancel or they will ruin my garden. So again, like I said, attraction is natural, but when it is fed attention, the garden becomes a jungle. Like weeds getting miracle grow, they take off. So I call on Jesus and our gardener comes to pull those weeds. He is our vine and God tends to our mess. So. I hope that. Although I may have seemed like I was all over the place, I want you to get the gist of a couple of things of bullet points. The first is to free is here to be a beacon of hope. It's my vision that God has given me and I want to share and I want to edify to the world who Christ is and who Christ was. And to let you know that what the world tells you is not real. What the world wants you to believe is not real. I want you to do your own research when it comes to what the world tells you. And I'm not just saying all oh, like the media or what's happening in the world when it comes to current events and stuff like that. I'm mostly talking about your spirit within you. So Jesus says, no one can come to the father unless God calls them to Jesus. If you have even a small still voice or a small inkling or whatever you want to call it, a consciousness or a pull, whatever, whatever, when a lot of people say, oh, I just felt like something told me. I like to say it's Holy Spirit that tells you. I want you to lean into that and I want you to start exercising that. It's like levels to it. Like by the time I'm 60 or 70, God willing, I feel like that voice is going to be so loud that I'm not even going to second guess. Like it's going to be like, I know that's God. I know that's Jesus. Right. And so exercise that y'all, because it's, we don't know how much time we got left. And the hardest thing for me to accept is like, I don't understand how one human being or a couple of human beings or a mass amount of human beings want to just destroy one another and to take and to just but again we're not fighting flesh and blood we have demons out here that they live within vessels as well and I just pray and I hope that you choose the right side you're going to always have people come against you because you are fighting the good fight and the next thing we talked about is like understanding that there's a difference between a garden and a jungle. A garden is maintained and it may look messy, but it is in, it's in progress. It's well maintained and it's beautiful. A jungle is wild and sporadic and Growing at an exponential rate. 
So please don't give up on yourself. Please don't give up on finding who God was and is. And don't forget who Jesus is and what Jesus did for all of us. Don't treat this holiday that has passed us as just a holiday that that the world has said is an Easter bunny with Easter eggs. Like, where did that even come from? <laughs> the real meaning of Easter is the day that Jesus was resur resurrected, where he defeated death and took the keys of death so that we could have eternal life. Now you tell me what other God has ever done that, who has died and came back. Whatever God you may believe, <laughs> is it Beyonce? Is it Kanye? Is it entertainment? Is it the media? Is, 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 it, is, it, is it the government? Is it sex? Is it money? Who is your God? And when you find out who your God is, tell me. Did your God die and ever come back? Has your God ever done anything for anybody but satisfy your flesh desires? That concludes this experience. I know it seems a little more toned down, but I just wanted to share that with you guys. So my question is, as I end this episode, do you have a garden or do you have a jungle? Thank you guys for being a part of the wave pod. And I hope and I pray that you will continue finding who you are and you will continue to seek Jesus. Or you will at least continue to seek understanding more who God is. Because God is the one that can save you from death. I'll see you guys next time right here on Waves. This is Waves Podcast, an experience created by Two Free. Here, our vision is just to serve God first and edify those around us. Simply put, to love, share, and encourage through transparency, honesty, and testimony. Live Two Free. Thanks for being a part of this experience. And I hope and I pray that you'll find your freedom. That's too free.